Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily for a July 14th. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone who subscribes and follows the podcast. Of course, our video feed, 94 WIP, the YouTube page. Subscribe there. Myself and Tucker Bagley put up a lot of video podcasts over the course of the week. Of course, Eagles training camp coming up, but the baseball season is back. I got to tell you, I missed it the last couple of days. You know, I, I don't mind. I like the All-Star game. Um, I, I enjoy it. I love the home run derby watching my kids and it's fun, but and even the Wednesday, I'm like oh, a little break tonight. But by last night, boy, I was ready for some baseball. Checking my fantasy teams, and there's nothing going on, and there's nothing on to watch. It's like I I need some baseball back. And the Phillies are now back, four game series starting against the Pods, and it's a big one for the Phillies in the in the wild card race certainly, and, and trying to bury the San Diego Padres. But I, I thought today is the second half, you know, quote unquote second half because they've played more than 81 games, but gets going here. I thought it would be a good time to hit some bold predictions for the second half, bold predictions for the Phillies and where this season goes from here. So we'll start with, with um, I have some player predictions here, you know, guys that are on the team right now. And then we'll get to some trade deadline stuff and how I think this season ends. And it'll end uh, if it if it plays out the way I think it will in the playoff race with a quite the dramatic and certainly compelling uh, October around here. So let, let's start with uh, some some guys that I think are going to bounce back, some guys that are going to have some good second halves. We'll get to the trade stuff um, as well. All right, we'll start with this one because it's a big one for the Phillies. It's certainly one that I think everyone is keeping an eye on and crossing their fingers for, and that, of course, is Trey Turner being a better player in the second half of the season than he was in the first half of the season. And while I think that's probably likely, I, will he be as bad in the second half? You know, he's an 88 OPS plus. He's been 12% below the average player this year. Um, I don't think he'll be worse the second half, but I also don't believe he will suddenly become the player the Phillies signed. I, I think the obvious warning signs, the obvious red flags are there with Trey Turner. If you're not noticing them, you're ignoring them. I mean, Trey Turner this season has done nothing well but run. That's all he's done well. I mean, he doesn't hit the ball particularly hard. He swings and misses a lot. He doesn't walk a lot. His chase rate is horrendous. I mean, it's just, he's always down on the count 0-2. I mean, I don't see this suddenly turning around this season for Trey Turner. You know, with his speed, with his ability to put the bat on the ball and, and, and you know, hit the ball to right field sometimes to get some midfield hits. Should his batting average jump up a little bit in the second half? Can he hit 280 in the second half and boost his average for the season to, I don't know, 260, 265? I, I, maybe. 
Um, he certainly has should be able to be capable of that. Right now, he's sitting at 247 with a 299 on base. He has an OBP under 300, a slugging under 400, an OPS under 700. It's horrendous. I mean, that that's what it's been in the first half of the season. I think he'll just by accident be a little bit better, but I don't think the quote-unquote real Trey Turner or the guy the Phillies gave $300 million to shows back up again this season. I just... Let, let's call it uh, optimistically one of those years, his Castellanos year. And if you're being less than optimistic, you you will notice the trend line the last three, four years with him going down. Now, this is a, a big drop from last year, but it's it's a downward trend. I, I don't have a lot of faith right now in Trey Turner's season. Now, here's a guy I do have some faith in, and I think he's going to actually have a big second half and make a push for the Cy Young. Now, he may be too far away, because ZRA is over four at the All-Star break. But everything about Zach Wheeler points to this guy's been better than his numbers. And I think he's had a couple bad starts that have, have really thrown his numbers out of whack. Some bad luck, some bad defense that have, has played behind him. The Phillies clean up that outfield defense a little bit and, and change some things around. I do believe it'll help him. I think Zach Wheeler's about to get on a big second-half run. So you look at Wheeler and some of his numbers, and... They're all elite, like everything. Average exit velocity against him, nobody's hitting the ball hard. His expected numbers are really good. His velocity and his fastball is still good. His spin is still good. His extension is unbelievable. His chase rate is still good. He's walking batters at the lowest rate of his entire career. I mean, Zach Wheeler is pitching. He's pitching well. He, he's just right now not having the results, and I think those will eventually change. It wouldn't surprise me if Wheeler has a run of five or six starts in a row where he is dominant, where it's like zero runs, one run, two runs, one run, one run, zero runs. I mean, he could have a month, a month and a half like that, kind of like Cliff Lee used to, where he just dominates. And hopefully for the Phillies, it starts ASAP. They need it. I still think there's a lot of good pitching left in Zach Wheeler, and I believe he will start showing that right now. So Wheeler gets really hot. I could see him make it a Cy Young push, probably too far away from Strider, from Gallon, from Webb in the National League to actually win it, but I, I do think we'll see his name again in that conversation. Alright, here's a big one for you. Big, bold prediction, second half of the season. Kyle Schwarber will finish with a batting average over 200. So he's in the 180s right now, I think 184 last time I checked. Um, I think Schwarber heats up in the second half of the season and gets to over 200. Look, the the, the Schwarber conversation is always so wacky to me. Um, Look, the, the numbers are not what you want them to be, but the reality is that this is who the player is. He is a winning player. He will be more appreciated here if he gets to go back to DH, where he probably should always have been. But he's been playing the outfield for a couple of years because the Phillies have had so many injuries, and particularly injuries and issues with you know Kyle Schwarber, uh, excuse me, Bryce Harper in the outfield. He can't play it, so they got to move things around. Schwarber's got to play every day. But I think Schwarber ends the season somewhere around 202, 205, uh, with an on-base percentage, let's say, you know, 330, and he hits himself about 40 to 45 home runs. And and look, I'm not going to complain about that because that's what the Phillies signed. And I think there's a lot of value to the player he is and just leave him alone, let him hit leadoff. And I think it'll be um, it'll be a good second half for Kyle Schwarber helping the Phillies you know, reach whatever their ceiling is this year. Okay. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now let's get to Bryce Harper, who, you know, has had a really bizarre season so far for who he is. He's Bryce Harper. And he has not hit like Bryce Harper. He's hit more like a slap singles leadoff hitter than he has a middle-of-the-order bat since he came back in early June. I mean, he has three home runs. It's three home runs, and I'll pull up exactly how many plate appearances. So Bryce Harper has 246 plate appearances and only three home runs. His slugging percentage is 400, and that really is driven by the 14 doubles he already has. It's a lot, it's a lot of doubles. I mean, you know, he he's playing at a, you know, uh, you know, basically a, a 40 plus double pace, maybe a 50 plus double pace um, so far this season. So he's got a lot of doubles. A lot of those have been like the run it out kind, where he hits the ball into the gap and he's hustling around and he's getting his double, which is great and it's great for the team and and all that kind of stuff. But the power has just not been there. It's not been there at all. Now, the StatCast numbers, the the deep dive numbers tell you it should be. The hard hit percentage is pretty good. The exit velocity is good. And the expected numbers are good. Like, he should be hitting for more power, but he is not. And I think one of the things that I've noticed is his launch angle. He's just not getting under the ball the way he used to. Like, that. those long those arching home runs that he he tends to hit him. Mean, he gets some, hit some line drive home runs. Those arching home runs, they have really not been there for him. And he hasn't hit one in a very long time since the month of May. But I, I do think, relatively speaking, Bryce Harper's power is going to return in the second half. Now, that is all relative because I, I predict that Bryce Harper's home run total by the end of the season will be 13, which means he will hit 10 in the second half. Now, compared to the first half, that that's a big power boost. Three versus 10, 10 is a lot bigger. But if I had told you before the season that Bryce Harper would come back in early May and Bryce Harper would play, let's just say roughly he's played 56 games, let's say, I mean, let me give it a second half, 80 something, you know, or 70 something. Let's say Bryce Harper plays 120 games. Let's just use that as a number. Bryce Harper plays 120 games. I think you would have expected and been surprised if he hit under 15 home runs. But I think we're trending there. So I think his power is going to come back a little bit, uh, relatively speaking. And some of those might just be because he's hitting the ball hard and sometimes he hits it hard, you know, right to an outfielder. He he may get three or four second half home runs that are those line drive variety where like clears the first, just like the wall in the outfield. Like if you're sitting right field and say this is Bank Park, it just like flies over to you like a line drive. He's due for some of those left field, right field, whatever. Um, and, and that should probably just, by accident, boost his home run total. So I, I think that is, it's likely more power is coming. But I don't think the like the Bryce Harper power surge that we're used to, or the power we're used to, has come back. And really, it's crazy with Bryce Harper because of a lot of things. You know, the injury last year, the two injuries last year. I mean, first the elbow, but then the time he missed with the broken thumb. This year, you go back to the pandemic season. You know, Bryce Harper really hasn't hit many home runs in beyond his first year as a Philly. So, you know, when his first year as a Philly ended, he had 35 home runs his first year here, which was actually the second most of his career. At that point, 
He had just finished his age 26 season. He had 219 home runs. I mean, he was clearly on a 500 home run pace for his career. Then the pandemic happens. After that, he has an, another 35 home run year, wins the MVP. But then last year injuries, this year not himself. So since 2019, Bryce Harper only has 69 home runs. In, in This is four seasons now. It, it's crazy how that's worked out. And his OPS Plus is outstanding. His OPS is outstanding. It's just... It's just that's what it's been. Um, he's averaged 17 home runs per year the last four years. Now, one of those was a pandemic shortened season, but then an injury season, another kind of re- rehab season. His power is just, it's not been what it was before that. And his career has changed a little bit here last four years. So Bryce's power comes back. So Trey Turner is not suddenly turning back into the old Trey Turner. Wheeler's going to get hot and make a Cy Young push. Schwarber's sitting over 200. Bryce Harper's power returns, in a sense, 10 in the second half. All right. Trade deadline predictions. I got two names for you. Two positions I think the Phillies will will go after. I expect to see Bryce Harper at first base. I think the Phillies will force it and make it work for a half a season or whatever, you know, two months of a season. And I believe they're going to trade for an outfielder. As much as we're going to want the big names, I don't see that happening this year with the Phillies. And here's the name I think they're going to get. Adam Duvall, the right-handed hitting outfielder for the Boston Red Sox, who's been a good player and a productive player and a power hitter, RBI guy, could play center, could play left. I think he fits this team very well. Boston is above 500, but they're in last place in the AL East. And if they don't have a nice week or two out of the break, I think they'll face reality and sell off some of their smaller parts like Duvall. Duvall heads here at the trade deadline to be this team's left fielder. We see a Marsh and Pache platoon in center, and the Phillies have an average to above average defense in the outfield for the first time in a long time when you could go across from Castellanos, who's been certainly fine this year. Um, he's not a good defender, but he's fine in, in, you know, this year compared to last year. I think he's gotten a little bit better. Uh, center field will be good between Marsh and Pache, and Duvall will play a good left field. So they'll get much improved defense off of the Schwarber thing. So I, I think Adam Duvall is, is the likely... And 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 most like I just he's the Philly to me. Like I just I look at the trade market. If they're not going to get a gigantic name, he's the Philly. All right, the other one, and keep an eye on this because I, I think the Phillies may attack an area that we assume doesn't need help, but might need more help than we think. I think the Phillies are going to trade for another relief pitcher as opposed to a starting pitcher. Alvarado's on the IL. It took about three weeks to a month last time. It could take longer this time if they're being careful. Sir Anthony Dominguez still is it back. Should be soon. Kimbrell's been great, but you can't just put it all on Kimbrell. Soto's good, but he still has those ups and downs. And then after that, you know, you, do you trust everything else down there? I mean, I, I know they have some good arms throughout the team. Like, they could bring up a, you know, let's say they, they bring up a Bellotti back. Like, they have depth, but do they have impact arms if Dominguez and Alvarado are down? You know, Brogdon, eh. you know, Strom's been good, but I don't, he's not great. Marte's interesting, but is he trustworthy yet? I do like Andrew Vasquez, uh, but like really, we're going to trust Jeff Hoffman to get big outs moving, you know, moving around down the stretch of the season. I, I think they need another relief pitcher with the uncertainty with health. So, a name to keep an eye out from the White Sox Keenan Middleton, breakout guy. White Sox are terrible. They'll be selling. Keenan Middleton is a name to keep an eye on in the relief pitching department. All right, so. We've got the four predictions for the players of the team. Turner's not bouncing back. Wheeler's going to have a big second half. Schwarbert's over 200. Bryce ends with 13 home runs. The Phillies trade for Adam Duvall from the Red Sox and Keenan Middleton from the White Sox. It's an all-Sox deadline for the Phillies. Now, as far as the 
playoffs and the final record and everything, how it plays out. I believe the Phillies, after deep diving in and thinking about the teams ahead of them and behind them, I think the Phillies will find a way to make the playoffs. They're going to obviously be a wild card. I believe the teams that are going to fall off are the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Miami Marlins, leaving two spots that are currently occupied in the wild card open. I believe the Phillies will jump into one of those, and the San Diego Padres are going to rally in the second half of the season to get the other. And here is how the wild card situation is going to play out. The sixth seed, the final wild card spot, is going to be San Diego. They rally and get in like the Phillies at the end last year. The four versus the five, setting up drama in early October in Philadelphia and really the kind of series that gets everyone excited because of who's on the other side. The Phillies will be the number five seed in the playoffs and they'll be taking on the number four seed, the San Francisco Giants. The Phillies will take on Gabe Kapler's Giants in the first round of the playoffs in October. Phillies make it as the five seed, Giants as the four. The series is out in San Francisco. The Phillies versus Gabe Kapler in the NL playoffs. Appreciate everyone listening. Enjoy the second half. Enjoy the baseball coming back, of course. And uh, subscribe, follow the podcast wherever you get your podcast. The video feed as well, 94 WIP, the YouTube page. Thank you so much for listening to WIP Daily.